I mean, it's kind of cute, right? Hello and welcome back to Kinda Cute and if you're new here, welcome. My name is Bailey Evan, I'm your host and on Kinda Cute we discuss articles from the cut and my general pop culture musings. But today we're taking a little diversion from the cut and I am so, I can't even tell you how excited I am to have Shannon from Fluently Ford. You probably already know her from TikTok. She has over 280,000 thousand followers on TikTok and I consider her the queen of the TikTok blind items. And as we get into this episode, which I promise you we're going to get to her interview ASAP, we don't really explain what a blind item is. I would think a lot of you guys are familiar with them, but if not, they tend to be a gossip item that's put in a publication where the parties involved are not identified by name, but certain little clues are given to help you figure out who they are. And then oftentimes the blind items will be revealed once the thing comes out into the open or comes out into the mainstream media. So that's what a blind is. You'll hear us refer to NT. NT has uh, crazydaysandnights.net. He's one of the biggest (laughs) purveyors, if you will, of blind items. And Shannon uh, discusses a lot of the ones he has on his site. And then we say, I say Kaler and that for the uninitiated, refers to Carly Kloss and Taylor Swift and whether or not they had an actual relationship. And I think that's all I really had to explain, and I we can just get into it. So enjoy this interview. Also, I apologize in advance at the very beginning of the episode. I was kind of far from my mic, but it evens out after a little bit. Just a warning. Here we have Shannon from Fluently Ford, literal queen of TikTok <laughs> blind items. You are, I know you're not a huge fan of Dumois and we'll get into that later, but you are kind yes. of the Dumois of TikTok. Thank you for saying that. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy how it happened. The other day I, I made the mistake of like Googling myself or something and someone was like, oh yeah, that's the girl who does blind items. And I was like, you know, just to read about yourself in third person or something. I was like, oh yeah, like I didn't think of myself like that, but it is kind of everything I do now. So I'll take it. I love, I mean, I love blind items. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd wear, I would wear that with pride for sure. Sure. You are also living my dream life and that you live in the West Village and you have a nose job. Those are like very (laughs) high up on my manifestation list. I know you have to you have to dream big and work hard to get those two accomplishments under your belt. Um, it's really my parents are proud of both. Um, yeah, and and you were over in Florida, right? Because I lived in St. Pete for a little bit. I saw that. I mean, obviously, mm. like honestly, it's embarrassing how into your life I've been for the past couple of days. Like once you agreed to come on, I have watched every TikTok. I'm not joking. Like I scrolled to the beginning. <laughs> I have sadly not got through all of your podcasts just for purely like lack of time. I've listened to most of them. I've read parts of your blog. I've read your about me and your blog with your whole life story. So I'm like, I am deep on the Shannon lifestyle. You are so sweet. Thank you. Also, I apologize because if you went all the way back to TikTok at the beginning, it was just me staying with my parents in COVID making TikToks about like playing The Sims and like touching my pubes. And then I would get banned off of TikTok and then I would make it again and stuff like that. So before the blind items, things were a little rusty. But see, I loved that because it was such this progression and knowing that you've had your your blog for like three years now, like this is my struggle. I feel like I've dabbled in all sorts of social media, just trying to find my niche. And I think podcasting is it, but I have such a small audience. So it was, it was just beautiful seeing this progression. And you're so funny. I loved all of your early TikToks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It is crazy. Isn't it? Like, I feel like that was something, you know, you and me probably have this in common when you've been like, 
I don't know, creating and trying to make something for years happen, everyone says, and I tried not to believe it. They're like, the number one key to success is having a niche. And I'm like, well, I don't want to, because like, I'm interested in everything, but I feel like that's like the secret to growing on platforms. You just have to get really specific on one thing. So who knows if that's it? Like, I'm not qualified to give advice, but all I can say is that like, I tried to make something happen for like four years and nothing happened. So maybe that's it. Okay, so I first want to talk about like our first little segment, PR relationships. I know you have a lot of opinions about these. You like to identify which relationships are PR relationships in your opinion and which ones are not. And I was listening to your most recent podcast where you kind of touched on Julia Fox and Kanye. I went into a huge rant on my podcast last week about this. And you kind of, you you basically just said watch NT's TikTok on it. Can you explain his TikTok for me a little bit because I get the concept of yachting and I totally get the concept of a PR relationship but I want your thoughts on how like this really came to be yeah so it's kind of PR relationships and yachting are a little bit different and I would say I'm not a yachting expert but everything that I know about is kind of just like what I've heard so basically and to me it's always crazy because if you bring up the concept of yachting which if you don't know what that is it's basically I guess if you want to boil it down, it's basically celebrities or actresses kind of being sugar babies or escorts to people, uh, joining them on vacation for money, things like that. And whenever I bring up this concept, people are like, why would they do that? They're already a celebrity. And I think there's two things that come into play, which is one, you could have a TV show and still be broke and struggling to pay the bills. So sometimes just having notoriety doesn't mean that you're doing well off. Second, you could just be doing this because you enjoy it. You know, you want to go out to dinner with a, a man who treats you well and things like that. And then third of all is um, people do do this, right? Like I know people even in my social circle who have like gone on seeking arrangements or only like dating rich guys or things like that. So I find it crazy when people are like, celebrities wouldn't do like deal drugs. They have money or like they wouldn't do X, Y, Z. They have it all. And it's like, they're still human. They still do these things. So the concept of yachting is that if you are an actress who your face would be recognized because maybe you were like a one hit wonder on a show, but you're not going to get booked for a big blockbuster like movie role, then you would kind of enter in this arena of like, going on yacht trips or vacations with men for money allegedly because if you're like a well-to-do man and you have like the star of the vampire diaries on your yacht you're gonna look like such a big guy to like all of your friends and all you have to do is just kind of like pay for her to be there so there's a lot of different celebrities that this is what you know nt and the site says that allegedly will kind of try to boost their pr so then that way when they do these yachting trips they're going to be paid more money for it so his video on julia fox is basically saying that like sure she was in uncut gems but she wasn't like a huge name but if she goes out with Kanye West and does a little PR stunt then her yachting rates are going to go up and this isn't my take this is NT's take but that's kind of what he was saying about the science of how this works so what do you think her before and after rates would be just ballpark oh my god isn't that correct like I have no idea like overnight maybe like $20,000 or something. I'm just like pulling this out of my ass. This is what I would guess. $20,000 paid to her for one night of this. Like, does it have to be sexy time or just like you're being seen like more escort style? That's the thing. I'm not sure. I think it depends too. Like some people talk about bearding contracts. So maybe like you, there could be one kind of yachting experience where you don't even have to sleep with the person, but you just show up on their arm at a bunch of events to cover up the fact that they're gay and they pay you for that. 
So I think that it kind of runs the spectrum. And I think it's one of those things too, where like, unless we have a whistleblower celebrity, we're probably never going to know because this industry, it's not like, you know, you know how influencers will like gatekeep how much money they make off of ads. Okay. Talk about like gatekeeping how much money like your vagina is worth for like a night on a yacht. So I feel like we're probably never, never going to get like the exact numbers, but people just say it's something that happens. Okay, that sort of leads me into my next question. Yeah. Do you think these contracts are oral or written? Ooh, I think that they're written. I think that they're full on like lawyers who do things like this. Okay, so maybe that's my calling. I don't I don't know like yeah. I don't know where I need to go to find out how to be a yachting lawyer. But see, that's why I think it's something less formal because I cannot imagine an, a lawyer agreeing to write up a yachting contract. I mean, cuz that's basically I don't even know how you would go about writing that and putting terms in Yeah, it. like a, a fake girlfriend clause or something like that. Um, but I mean, NT is a lawyer, so maybe you could get in touch with him and try to find a gig. <laughs> and now that I say that and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I guess there's obviously contracts on porn shoots and stuff like that. So maybe it's not that far off. And there are also um, NDAs, right, where you sign a contract not to badmouth anyone and things like that. So I guess there are, and you would know more than I do, but I guess that there are kind of law agreements written up about how you can interact with someone and talk about them. So it's kind of just like the next step. And I would still say you probably know more about this world than I do. You're getting like the inside scoop here. I I allegedly know about the world, so. (laughs) Okay, so I guess then last on that subject is you said that's his opinion, but What's yours then if you don't think it is a yachting situation? Okay, my opinion from like, from like everything and I don't, I feel like we all collectively found out about Julia Fox like what, a a week ago? I mean, she was in Uncut Gems, but like nobody was really talking about her. So in everything that I've been looking up recently, everyone's like, she did all of this artwork. She did like a, um a photography session where she painted all of these photos with her blood and she was a dominatrix in high school and she's always been like very edgy and creative and i feel like her and kanye linked up to do like performance art as a pr coupling and i feel like they're both like okay let's like make this a performance art like our relationship like a photo shoot in carbone like just like i feel like they are turning this whole thing into a live artwork piece and he found someone like crazy and hot and artsy to do it with him and they're gonna be after it for like a month i agree with that actually so much i think that's probably exactly what it is and also like i'm glad he picked her too because i just feel like we needed a little bit of a fresh face in hollywood like kim picked pete we've already seen pete we've already seen him be with like hot women older women but julia fox is like new and like we all like something new yeah okay i i agree with that take for sure yeah i still am weirded out by it you read the interview mag oh my god we're like they do a monologue about their one night stand i was like oh this is absolutely insane they knew each other for like a sneeze and i thought it was so oddly written like on my podcast i was saying it it seemed like my ninth grade live journal like it was just not it's because it's it's performance art or something that's my because here's the thing if it is a real relationship like then one plus one doesn't equal two and i know nothing in this world so oh there's no way in my mind there is no way it could be one of those pr that becomes like they have a friendship or relationship yeah. or something but no way was this organic Love to begin with. yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't be okay speaking about the next pr relationship that i am fascinated with and i have to say I'm kind of torn on this one. This is one I've Mm -hmm. talked about on my pod before. 
not positive if I think it is a PR relationship, and that is Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. I think that they are PR, um, but they've been going on for a long time. I mean, here's the thing. When I look at a PR relationship, there's a couple things I look at. The first one is like, what? where's the money, right? Like, what's the purpose? And I think I did this on my podcast. Typically, a PR relationship, you're either trying to hide something, you're trying to keep your name relevant, you're trying to promote something for money, or you're trying to um, cover up from like a, a scandal that you're in and you want to kind of change the narrative. And they both have that movie coming out, right? That he's acting in and she's directing. And there was um, a quote of her that somebody DM'd to me. And for the life of me, the YouTube link is gone and I can't find it now. But she in an interview was saying that the best way to promote a movie is to have two people from the movie date. And that was something that she had said in an interview. Granted, it was like seven years ago, but I just feel like she's smart. She knows how this works. And I think she's still new to the directing game. So she probably needs this movie to do really well. Um, I don't know. And also I just see them together and it's just like, it just seems stiff and awkward. See, this is where I'm torn about it because I fully agree that Olivia would do this for a PR purpose. Mm -hmm. But what is Harry getting out of it? He doesn't need that movie to do well. He... Did you see the Marvel movie where he made the appearance at the end? No, I saw that like he's going to be some new Marvel person called Pleasure and his like godly powers, like giving people pleasure. Did you hear about well, that? His, well, okay. So I've seen the movie. He makes an appearance. Like okay. he actually, it's at the end of the Eternals and he's playing Sky Fox, who is Thanos's brother. So the way they set it up is that in my opinion, the setup, I'm trying not to like spoil for anyone who hasn't seen the Eternals yet too much here, but they are setting him up to have a very large role. And we know Marvel is like the biggest moneymaker of all time, right? Like you're set if you get a recurring role in a Marvel movie. So on top of that, Harry is known to be with older women. Like he has a history of that. So I kind of felt like it tracked for him to organically be with Olivia Wilde. So I'm just like, what is he getting out of it from a PR perspective? Because he could date literally anyone. Like It's his name because here's the thing like I think everyone's so shook by him dating Olivia especially after a recent split with um the nice guy what's his name I'm like forgetting it right now Ted Lasso um, yeah Ted Lasso (laughs) Jason Sudeikis Jason Sudeikis there we go Jason Sudeikis oh my god I was like SNL it begins with a J but what Harry gets out of it is we're all talking about him you know and like if he wasn't dating Olivia by the time that this movie came out his name wouldn't have been talked about as much but him dating Olivia, it, it bumps it up there. And I don't think PR relationships are bad. If I was a celebrity, I would fully be in one. Like right now, I'm even thinking like Normani. I'm like Doja Cat. I'm like, somebody stick them in a PR relationship because I think it could help launch them more. It's just kind of like a mechanism that I feel like you use when you're in Hollywood. Well, who would you choose for the two of them and who would you choose for yourself? Ooh, oh my God, that's good. That's good. Okay, for Normani, I would choose, God, I'm not really, I don't know, maybe like Jack Harlow or someone. I'm just thinking oh. of like someone who like raps and could like, they could feature on a song together. And then That's Doja, genius. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I feel like for Doja Cat, I would want some sort of like, this sounds bad, like picture like Elon Musk if he like was normal. You know what I mean? Like I kind of want Doja Cat with some like rich business millionaire who goes to red carpet events but he isn't like an actor because I just feel like Doja she sings she dances she's so charismatic on her own I kind of want her to be with someone who's a little bit of like a yin to her yang 
Well, she's actually really odd. So I think that, I mean, I love Doja, but she has an odd sense of humor that might yes. actually mesh with him. Yeah, she's very childlike too. So I feel like she could go with someone who like needs a little bit of love and fun in their life. Yeah. Okay. And for yourself? I would, oh my God. Well, you know what? I guess if it's a PR relationship, I'd have to date NT because that would probably get the most people talking. <laughs> Although there wouldn't be any paparazzi shots of us because he keeps himself anonymous. How has he never been found out? Like, if you look on Reddit, do people know who he is? Is there... No, and he also self-describes himself as a 300-pound man living in his mom's basement. And his avatar is always, like, this avatar of a 300-pound man in the swimming pool. Yes. I, and I told him this. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that that's a hoax, and you're actually, like, a six-foot-tall, skinny ginger with glasses. And, like, you just say that to, like, keep people off your trail. Wait, can you spoil what his response that was, or did he just say no comment? He just laughed. <laughs> I agree. With, like, why would you say you're 300 pounds if you're actually 300 pounds? Right? He must be like super skinny, skinny legend. <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, is like, obviously, there has to be people out there who know it's him. It's like Peter Parker. Like, there's people who know, you know, like yeah, there are. And he said that he has um, celebrities who he's friends with and things like that. So people do know who he is. I think it's just... Um... I don't know. He doesn't want the entire world to know or something. But see, that's shocking to me because I just feel like if things things are always leaked, like nothing is secret anymore. Well, it's also like a, like Perez Hilton, everyone knew who he was, but he still kept doing gossip. So I feel like if people knew who he was, he's still getting blind items from people. Like people knowing who he is isn't going to stop the network of information flowing to him and him putting information out. And because they're blind items, even if you know who he is, you can't sue him. That's true. I kind of feel the same way with Dumois, actually, because I wondered, eventually I feel like her identity is going to get out there. Um, yeah. So now is a good time for us to talk about, like, what are your your thoughts on Dumois? Yeah. So here's the thing. I've never followed Dumois. I've only, like, popped onto the page before. I just, okay, obviously, like, I'm here for the entertainment above all else. There's two things that kind of strike me weird with Dumas. One is um, the advertisements. Like if you go on crazydaysandnights.net, you go on the page, there's so many ads popping up. Like it's very obvious that they're ads, but on Dumois, the ads will be like incorporated with the blind items and they don't say that it's an ad. So I'm like, okay, was Taylor Swift really drinking like Dom Perignon or like, is that an ad? Or like, do I need to know that Selena Gomez was hoarding, like holding smart water or like, is that just an ad and it's a fake blind? And also I know people who have written in things to Dumois and she just posted it immediately without verifying. So I feel like that kind of shakes it up. And then the second thing would be when she posts um, items about like where celebrities are so you can go to their location. Like this person is eating lunch at like blah, blah, blah right now. And I know that this is hypocritical because like I talk about gossip on celebrities, but I do feel like having your privacy when you go out is probably something that you want to maintain. You know, you could talk about who's cheating or who's doing drugs, but like saying where someone is at any given time. So then that way they could go and be harassed, especially when your identity is private and nobody knows who Dumois is and nobody harasses her on the street, but she'll give away a celebrity's spot at any moment. So I feel like that's kind of a fine line. Yeah, I can see that because I feel, but I do in her defense, mm -hmm. I think usually when she posts sightings, they're kind of 
after the fact so it wouldn't be like real time like oh this person's at San Ambrose like as I'm writing this but I could be wrong about that I I think because most of her roundups are done on Sunday so it's like they're coming in from the week before um but the the ad stuff's interesting because do you think that's that's her profiting off the ads or do you think that's people writing in to advertise their own companies and she's just posting them like and that company's benefiting from it yeah it's hard to tell and it's funny too because um when I first started this my brother was like oh Shannon I wonder if you get big enough if like a celebrity's PR person will give you money to like say a blind item about them that is or isn't true and I'm like that would be interesting if that ever happens so part of me thinks that Dumois has relationships with PR people because it just seems like there are so many different blind items about and keep this in mind if you check out Dumois. I feel like it's one of those things where if someone says it, then you keep noticing it when you wouldn't have before. There are a lot of blinds where she'll be like, so-and-so were walking down the street and they looked so in love or like they were holding hands and they looked like they were so in love. And it's that phrasing that I see multiple times that makes me think like, is a PR person sending this in or is this like an actual blind from a person? So it's just a gut instinct. So like, who the hell knows? Um, But I just feel like Dumois... Also, Dumois is more of a business, you know, like Dumois is an Instagram account. God bless her. She's doing really well. Like everyone's talking about her, but I think she does, which I think is smart, treat it like a business. Whereas Crazy Days and Nights, like he doesn't even have .com. It's still on like .net and it's on like a WordPress website. So I feel like those people care about just like the blinds of the blinds rather than like elevating the status. Right. Well, would you... Um, accept money if someone asks you to do a blind about them oh my god uh it depends like if I don't get a sponsor for my podcast I would totally accept money to do a <laughs> fake blind are you kidding me so like the time on my morality is like tick tocking away if I don't get a sponsor soon I'll be like pay me whatever you want I'll say that people are gay I'll say that they're on drugs <laughs> no I'd, I'd probably keep it like somewhat level but I mean, it would be really fascinating to see what happens. And also, I can't keep a secret for shit. So, like, if a PR person was like, oh, pay money to say this about Justin Bieber, my next podcast, I'd be like, guess whose PR person reached out to me to talk about Justin Bieber? Oh, totally. That would be me. That's the whole fun of it. I'm like, if I can't (laughs) tell you the secret, then, like, what is there? Yeah, it's no fun (laughs) keeping a secret. Okay, so I had asked you to look up some blinds on my celebrity crushes because a lot of times Shannon does like groupings of celebrities like Pretty Little Liars or Sex in the Fifth City. And because I'm selfish, Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to pick my celebrity crushes. My two actual celebrity crushes are Justin Bieber and Harry Styles, but they're very oversaturated. I know you've talked about them before. So I tried to get Mm -hmm. some more like under the radar ones. Did you find anything about any of them? Okay, Dylan O'Brien, there's really nothing about him. And if there's nothing about him, that means that he's a great person because there's usually the blinds are like rotted. They're not like, here's a little secret. This guy was doing charity. So (laughs) Dylan O'Brien seems like a good guy. Joe Curie, there's only blinds about him doing cocaine at parties, but that's like everyone does cocaine at parties. See, I don't do cocaine at parties. So that actually is interesting to me. Like, yeah. I've never done cocaine. He could, teach, he could teach you something new if you guys got together. <laughs> I'm not saying I would do cocaine with Joe Curie, but... You're not saying you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> 
I also feel like so many people too on TikTok be like, they're like, oh my God, that celebrity does drugs. I'm like, I'm pretty sure every celebrity does drugs or at least has had a Coke phase at one point in their life. I just feel like it's like running water over in Hollywood. Well, that's the th- when you have so much access and I'm assuming kind of peer pressure to do it, like this is no big deal. Like it's like yeah. weed, you know? I Yeah, I agree. I think it, Yeah. Who I think the amount of people who haven't done it is probably much smaller than the ones yeah. who have. Like, I don't have the money for cocaine, but I also don't have the backbone to say no to cocaine if it was in front of me. And like, I've, and like I'm at a party with celebrities, I'd be like, I don't want to look lame. Let me stick this up my nose. Um, okay, who is the next person? Oh, Michael B. Jordan. There were a lot of lines about him cheating. On Lori Harvey? Yeah, which is crazy because she's gorgeous. She's oh, like yeah. one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Um, but there were just a lot of, there were enough lines about him cheating on her allegedly that some of the blinds are like maybe they're in an open relationship and we don't even know it because there was one blind I remember where it was like three days before he met her dad he was like in another town with another woman oh that makes me sad but also I feel like cheating is like cocaine it's like they've all done it yeah you're either passing around cocaine or like a model or something yeah um wait but quick question on that do you think um him and Lori were a PR relationship or do you think that was real People say Israel. that they're PR. Um, who who was it that Lori Harvey dated before Michael B. Jordan? Wasn't it something someone big? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't even know who she was till they started dating. And then I found out it was Steve Harvey's daughter. Yeah, I know. And didn't you know that he has this um have you read his book? It's like act like a man th- no act like a lady, think like a man. I know of it, but I thought it would make me too angry to read it. So I haven't. Yes. Yeah. He has this like red pill book about how women need to like chase and purposely like hold themselves off and make the man want them and, you know, act like a total lady, but like be three steps ahead. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I have a nine to five. Like (laughs) that's like exhausting. Like when does it ever stop? You know? Um, but who knows? Maybe that's how he raised his daughter because she's always dating these like stunning men. Actually, that is a really great ad campaign for his book. Like, look, it worked for Lori. Yeah, like look at my gorgeous daughter who can get like any man in Hollywood that she wants. So there we go. Um, okay, then Noah Cen- Centineo. Is that how you pronounce it? I think it's name? Centineo. Centineo. He was in that like movie that was like, we're fake dating, but like now we like each other. Exactly. I thought it was fitting. Yeah. To all the boys I've loved. Yes, that was (laughs) it. Um, Okay, the blinds say that he's rotted. (laughs) Like, to to the core. Like, they describe him as someone who is like mean to women, horrible to women. Apparently, he was very mean to that girl who plays Sabrina, the teenage witch. Kieran, Kieran Shipka? Shipka, yeah. Apparently he had a bad interaction with her. And then also this blind, I'm going to need some confirmation because like this one, I don't know if I believe, but it says that he hooked up with Grimes <laughs> and Elon Musk found out and got mad about it, which I was like, wait, what? Wait, that was on, was that on NT? Yeah, was that was that- on NT. I'm, Isn't that crazy? What? I, could, I mean, I could see that. I That you know, one could be fan fiction, but it, it also had him. Who was the other person? Oh, Alexis Wren. He dated her, right? Yes. Well, no, Aunt, he did date Alexis Wren openly. Like, that was in the open. But he yeah. also, like, had a weird thing with Stassi Baby. And people thought they were going to get married. Yes, there was a blind about them um, trying to elope. Yeah. Yeah. That so, was like a big rumor for a while that they were a little, like, I, I don't know if that was just a press push for both of them. I 
There was I, a rumor too that like him and Selena Gomez were gonna date for a little bit, but then that never happened. Or he hmm. he like kept pushing that so hard because like in every interview he was like, I have a <clears throat> huge crush on Selena Gomez, and everyone kept waiting for her to respond, and she just yes. like didn't. Um, but yeah, the lines say that he just like <laughs> treats women horribly. So, but I think he's so hot. So like you know he he grew up like a little bit south of where I live. And so sometimes he comes mm. to visit his dad. And one time I made my sister like come on a expedition to find him. He was like live posting where he was on his Instagram story. I feel like this was before he like really blew up. And so yeah. we like went to the smoothie shop. He was at, we like, when we got there, <laughs> girls were talking about how he had just been there two minutes ago. And I was like, no, <laughs> that is probably to this date, like the creepiest thing I've done for like a celebrity, but it was just too easy. It was like 20 minutes away. And I was like, He's yeah, live posting. Not? Yeah. So, but, but now knowing he's rotten, I'm, I'm exactly. <laughs> yeah, you stayed, you, you saved yourself from being harassed on that day. <laughs> you just didn't know it. Um, and then Seth Myers was the other person you said, and I feel like there wasn't really anything crazy on him. It was just that like his ratings were pretty bad and he was nervous about getting them up when he first started the talk show. Um, and there was like, this isn't even really that much of tea, but he had Elizabeth Moss on his show, you know, from Handmaiden's Tale. And there was just a blind about how like her people were really strict about Scientology and said that if he asked her a question about Scientology, she would leave and never come back and like stuff like that. Oh, that's fascinating because I love Scientology shit. I'm so yeah. deep into that whole. Isn't it crazy too? I, especially the fact that Elizabeth Moss is in it. I feel like everyone made so much fun of Tom Cruise for being in it and Scientology is just like a joke. I'm like, how would you get involved in something like that after, for years now, it's just been kind of like a laughing stock type of name. It's not even like a new cult that you wouldn't know about. That's why I think she's like very deep in because she's been in it for so many years. And, yeah. and it's funny to me when people who are so deep in it continue to get really big roles. Yes. And apparently she's so big into it that like her handlers, I've read this on blinds, like they all come to her with her to events. So like if she's invited to like the Oscars, okay, let's, she does TV, let's say the Emmys, <laughs> she'll ask to have like seven people come with her and they'll all be folks from Scientology. So then that way at the after party, they mingle with celebrities and try to get them involved and things like that. And it got to a point where these different award shows would be like, Elizabeth, you're invited. You can only bring one person. Everyone's capped, only one person. And oh, she like shit. threw a fit because like her Scientology folks wanted to come with her. Oh my gosh, they figured her out. Isn't that crazy? Allegedly, yeah. but still. I, could totally I don't even think that that's one. allegedly. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I'm going to throw my full body behind that one. Yeah. I'm, I saw one of your TikToks where you said you filled out one of the surveys in Clearwater. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Wait, have you, not only did I fill out one of the surveys, but I was dating a guy when I lived in Florida and he had, I was like, you know, we were like a little bit drunk and I saw on his fridge, he had one of their surveys as well. So I filled or no, I didn't fill out the survey then I had already filled it out before, but his survey was like on the fridge when we were talking about like how funny it is, which by the way, it's a long survey. It's like seven pages. Like I thought it was going to be fun and it took me like 40 minutes to do. And this was something crazy. I was kind of drunk that night. So I called the number on there. It was like 3 a.m. And I left a message because we were fooling around. And I was like, I left a message being like, I'm like, I'm in help. Like I need help. And like, I just really want to talk to someone. And I feel like I need guidance in this life, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that was it. And I called, I did star 67 when I called it. 
then two <laughs> week two weeks later, I get a Scientology letter in my mailbox. And it's like, welcome to Scientology. It's like a whole pamphlet, things like that. I'm like, they must have a really good tracking service because I did star 67 and I called at like 3 a.m. and no one called me back. But all of a sudden I had this pamphlet in my um, mailbox. It was crazy. And you never submitted the survey. You just filled no. it out? No, no, I just filled it out. But the, <laughs> but the thing in my mail came after I did the phone call. And I've worked before for like creepy cold calling companies where like if someone calls you, you could try to find their address. But I was like, damn, they really have like a good marketing team over there. Yeah, well, I think they, you know, because they're they're a religion so they just like can get around everything they probably are mining data like in totally illegal ways and just we're a religion have you had any experiences with them no i just love the documentaries (laughs) oh yeah going clear right isn't that the name yeah which is a great name for it too i love it the one that (laughs) leah rimini did oh i'm deep i'm deep in (laughs) yeah and have do you ever pay attention to the nixium cult oh yeah of course deep in that too Yep. Yeah. It's fascinating, especially when there's like niche celebrities involved, like Allison Mack from Smallville. It's like, who would have thought that she would end up in a cult one day? Like, it's it's just crazy to me. And, you know, it's funny when stuff like that happens and then people don't buy the other crazy stuff. I'm like, crazier things have actually happened. That's what I'm saying. Like so many people. Oh, my God. I was talking. So everything came out with Louis C.K., right? You know, jerking off on people and or plants. And my mom is obsessed with Jim Gaffigan. And I hate to say it, but he has a bunch of allegations against him. And I was telling my mom that and she was like, no, like, Shannon, I know you do this blind item thing, but you are wrong on that one. Like Jim Gaffigan would never. I'm like, we said that with Louis C.K. We said that with Ellen DeGeneres. We said that with Bill Cosby. Like, when are we going to get it through our heads that just because you've watched hours of content from this person, you don't know what they're like, you know, you really don't. Um, but it is weird because like, even though Army Hammer literally said that he wanted to eat women and be a cannibal, there are still times where I myself am like, oh, I don't believe this one blind or this is too crazy to exist. And then truth is just stranger than fiction. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, you know, I won't, I won't rule anything out at this point. Yeah. Okay. I wanted some of the other ones I'd sent you. Maybe you just didn't find anything on them. Um, Andrew Garfield? No, there's there's really nothing. Andrew Garfield is pretty uh, un, unproblematic. Okay. You know, it's funny, though. There's just an interview that came out. Um, I think it just came out today. And he was talking about how he wanted the role of Prince Caspian in the um, Narnia series. Oh. And he, I guess he must have got really far in the process before he got turned down and it ultimately went to Ben Barnes who is like certified hottie I mean stunning beautiful um so Andrew kept hounding them about like why he didn't get this role why didn't I get this role and they straight up told him that he wasn't handsome enough shut up and I just really love that a he like hounded them to find out and b admitted this in an interview and I know it's probably just yes. to make him seem more endearing and it's like working for me, but yeah. I got a kick out of that. So Also for the the one role that you keep going after, uh, the Narnia role, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would have thought that like, like you, isn't Spider-Man like a lot better than something like that? Like, let it go. Well, I guess that was so, it was before Spider, I mean, I maybe I'm getting my timing wrong, but I think it was probably before Spider-Man. So I bet he hadn't like popped off at all. And he was just like, this could have been my big break, you know? And Yeah, yeah. Um. And then who else did I have on there? Oh, Mark Ronson. 
I, you know what? I must have missed that because I didn't look up anything on Mark Ronson. Oh, oh yeah, there. You said recently married Meryl Streep's daughter. Mark Ronson's interesting too because he worked with um. Didn't he work with Miley or was it? Because I feel like everyone associated him with Bruno Mars, but he was also working with a lot of different celebrities behind the scenes. Oh yeah, like Lady Gaga. He um like, yeah. performed with her at the Grammys. He's he's very in with a lot of celebs. But I haven't heard anything about him, so I don't know. That might be what you want to think about because I'm. I think it's intriguing that now he's married into the Streep family. Yeah. Or uh, what's her name? She has it. Gum, I think is Gummer is her is the last name of his now wife, and I don't know. I just think that, and you know, the Ronson family in general, I think is is interesting because Samantha Wait, Ronson. What's the, oh yeah, 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 the DJ who dated Lindsay Lohan. So mm-hmm. I just feel like that family they know some stuff yeah especially if you are like adjacent to Hollywood I feel like you would almost know even more because then you're that person who's able to go to the grocery store but also to the Hollywood party you know what I mean it's they're the true Hannah Montanas of Hollywood they get the best of both worlds oh yeah it's who like if I was a celeb that's who I'd want to be I was thinking about this the other night because I was watching Euphoria and I was like wow, I'd really love to be Maude Apatow like I love my parents but if Leslie Mann and Judd Apatow were my parents like game over I mean you're just so fucking cool yeah isn't that and people say too they're like you don't want to be famous you just want to be rich and it's like yes but you want to be famous enough to do certain cool things you know what I mean like you want to be rich but you also want to have like your finger in fame (laughs) you want to you want to be fingering fame Mm -hmm. (laughs) fingering fame that's now going to be on my my vision board fingering fame (laughs) because like yeah I because I think money can buy you so much but can it buy you access to everything? Like, can it buy you access into the Rihanna after party after the yeah. Met Gala? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm also kicking myself for not adding Adam Brody because he's probably like my ultimate celeb crush. Anything on oh, him yeah. that you... Well, he's married to uh, Leighton Meester, right? Yes. Um, and I did a Gossip Girl podcast episode and it just said that he's been cheating on her for a while. Um, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry, but you know what? Maybe if your celebrity crushes were like scientists or something, then they would be a little bit more low key, but, um, it wasn't anything that bad. It just kind of seemed like their marriage has been on the fritz. Like, I think that they almost got divorced like five years ago and they've just been trying to make it work for, to keep up pretenses. And if it helps within the last couple of years, she's also been cheating on him. So I feel like celebrities sometimes enter these marriages and then they don't work, but they don't want to be that celebrity couple who got divorced after a year. So they're like, let's just keep things open. And honestly, I think that happens in real life a lot more than we are necessarily privy to. Exactly. Exactly. I, I really think it does. Okay. So these are some blinds I have questions about. Um, yes. I didn't see this. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Again, I went through all of your TikToks, so I could have just missed this part. <laughs> but I saw a blind from someone else on TikTok saying that they had been sent some intel that Jimmy Fallon hooked up with Ariana Grande. They didn't say those names, but it was very clear those were the two players. Mm-hmm. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, that one has been going around TikTok a lot within the past week, which I find pretty interesting. Yeah, blinds have said that for a while. Um, they also say that he has a... a pretty heavy drinking problem too um and he has for like years and it's fun I think Jimmy Fallon's funny too because allegedly the blinds say that him and Ariana Grande have hooked up and then they also talk about his huge fat crush on Blake Lively yeah both Ariana Grande and Blake Lively if you type into YouTube like 
Jimmy Fallon, Blake Lively, or Jimmy Fallon, Ariana Grande. You don't realize it at the moment until you go actively looking for it, but they are characters like, I feel like once a quarter they're on the Jimmy Fallon show. And like, Blake's not in that many movies. Ariana only has so many albums. And you can just tell if Jimmy has a crush on someone because they will constantly be on his show with like nothing new to promote. He just wants to have them there. Yeah, I actually learned about Blake Lively through you. I was like, oh, yeah, I never even yeah. put two and two together on that. Which, but... like, I wouldn't complain because, like, I love her hair. I love her outfits. I think she's gorgeous. I'm like, have her back again. Why oh, don't yeah. you? She's perfect. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm, like, jealous of Blake and Ryan Reynolds in that relationship. I'm like, yeah. we both have it. Yeah, Good. I'm because I like both of them. I'm, like, jealous of their children for getting to be around <laughs> them and stuff. I'm and being Taylor Swift songs. Like, Yes. Isn't that crazy? I think it's so funny, too, how – um. They're so private with their children. And then Taylor Swift's like, boom, here's your child's voice. Boom, here's your child's name. I'm like, wait, what? Like, is Taylor Swift like doing the PR for your children? Oh my God, thank you. I had that same thought. I was like, this doesn't match up. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously like, we know Taylor got permission, but. I know it's just weird because here's the thing. Like, I like. I don't know. You're Taylor Swift. Like I, I became an aunt recently. I love little Mackenzie to death. I wouldn't like work her into my YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, it, like wouldn't, and that's my own blood, you know? So I don't know, maybe one day my friends will have a child and I will be so inspired by the child that they will become a part of the art that I create, but it's happened like a few times. So Taylor yeah. must really, maybe she's their godmother. Is she? I think actually. Yeah. I could be okay. wrong about that, but I think she is their one of their godmothers, like so, Betty, maybe. Um, maybe it was a present. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, also, congrats on your niece. My sister's named Mackenzie, so great name. Oh, my God. It is. Does she uh, do a nickname? Well, actually, her first name's Blake, and her middle name's Mackenzie, but I call her Kenzie, gotcha. so she goes by Mackenzie. This is a little controversial, but oh, love. who do you think will be the next Epstein, Weinstein, Chris Noth, like who's about to have a scandal, a sex scandal? Well, I think they're, okay, so there's two answers. One, Brian Singer for years. It's like, and articles have been written about him, allegations have come out, and I feel like nobody's really talking about it because Brian Singer's victims are typically underage male men or boys. It's like, it's a weird gray area where a lot of them have literally just turned 18, which to me just makes it all the more predatory. So I think- 2022 could be the year that Brian Singer finally gets like Harvey Weinstein completely demolished because like pieces have come out about him and he's been removed from some items, but like he's still out there kind of. And if it's not Brian Singer because he's kind of already been exposed, I would think that maybe something's going to happen with Drake in 2022. Oh, yeah, because there has been a lot of like yeah, grooming like allegations. His relationship with Millie Bobby Brown and then he was also texting – Billie Eilish before she turned 18. He was texting Kylie Jenner before she turned 18. Millie Bobby Brown when she was 14. And it's just like, you know, me, I'm a 28-year-old woman. And I, like, I wouldn't want to text a 17-year-old girl. Okay, now imagine I'm a 34-year-old man. Why the fuck would I want to text a 17-year-old girl if it's not for something sexual, you know? Yeah, fair. And also it's like, you're like, you're bit like, I'm busy you're busy and we're like a content creator type of busy now imagine how busy you are if you're drake and a 17 year old is texting you it's like get the fuck out of here i have things to do the only reason you would have that texting relationship is like if there's something sinister i think 
Let's hope it's not true. I'm like, I just wish the stories would stop coming out. Not the stories. Like, I just wish men would stop being disgusting asshole dirtbags. But since that's not going to happen, I've just accepted that there's just going to be a constant roll of disgusting stories coming out. I'm surprised you didn't say Jared Leto, honestly. I thought that was where you... Oh, yeah. How could I forget? I just did a video (laughs) on him today. But with Jared Leto, it's so shocking. Like, these allegations have been out about him for, like, eight, nine, ten years. I'm like, nothing's happened. He was just in House of Gucci. Yeah. It's kind of how... I don't know if you follow, like, the Marilyn Manson stuff that blew up um, kind of recently. And I feel like... His time has come now, right? But... But has it? That's like what I feel like with all these people. I'm like, unless you literally go to jail, like you get Weinstein, what repercussions are you having? It's like. Exactly. And even if you're someone literally like Jeffrey Epstein, you can go to jail and then get suicided or whatever the hell happened to him. But it's just like that man really didn't serve justice for everything that he did, which is like, it's just like, oh, my God, if I was one of his victims, I don't know how I would sleep at night. I would be so upset. I know it's so fucked up actually this next one is really dark too because this is my own personal theory I don't think this I you can correct me if I'm wrong I did like a quick google search read it correct me if I'm wrong Uh I have a theory that Taylor Swift had a boob job that's not the controversial part of this (laughs) I think most people would probably look at her and agree she had a boob job I've always 100% 100% always thought it was odd though that she's never admitted to it but I think it's because you know her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015 so my theory is that she had a double mastectomy and reconstructive breast surgery because her boob job the first pictures of it were in June 2016 with Tom Hiddleston and that is my theory shut the fuck (laughs) up I've never heard that theory before, but like immediately in my bones, I completely believe it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You should start spreading that one around. Okay. Maybe I'll make a TikTok of that one. I'll just TikTok this part of our combo. You think though, you think that could be true. A hundred percent. Because without a doubt, she got a boob job because it's just like her frame and at the time and like not to be like a weirdo, but like I stare at Taylor Swift's tits all the time. Like I'm only human. What do you want from me? Um, it, It, no, it definitely happened. And you're right. Her mom had breast cancer. And Taylor Swift is just such a strategic, rational thinker that, like, I feel like she would do something like that. That's exactly my thought on it is that she was like, I think she might have got tested for the BRCA gene, might have come back positive. And I think she was like, I cannot afford to, you know, have breast cancer in this career that I have. And I personally know people who got it in their early 30s. And while she would have only been about 26 or 27 at this time, I don't think it's that far-fetched that she could have done that as a preventative measure at that point in time. Yeah. And you know what? I bet a couple years from now, she probably will tell the story about that to raise awareness for it, you know? And that was my only hesitation of why she, maybe that's not true, is like, I would have thought that maybe she would have said something about it like Angelina Jolie did yeah this sounds dark I'm like so cynical or jaded when it comes to this but I feel like Taylor Swift already has so much good PR that like three years from now when like there's nothing going on but she needs a little bump when it's breast cancer awareness month or whatever she could whip out that story and it would like get her back up in everyone's minds Okay, you're so right. Like, case closed on that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) just everyone remember this moment in time because three years from now, here we go. It'll be after her wedding to Joe Alwyn. Like, maybe she's had a kid by then. Yes. Wait, actually, speaking of, I know you are a total Kaler believer. Yeah. 
do you think she'll marry Joe? So there are two different schools of thought. Basically, blind items say that January or February, Taylor Swift's going to be going through a breakup. But other sources say that she's going to be getting engaged in January, February. So I don't know what's what, but just like have your popcorn out for (laughs) January or February because like something will be happening with Taylor Swift. I do think that she's dating Joe. Like I think that she's bisexual, pansexual, however you would say it. And I also think Joe looks exactly like Carly Kloss. So I feel like that's why like they're dating too. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think Taylor and Carly probably haven't had contact for years, but they are just like unhinged exes who can't forget about each other. And um, I don't know. I will say, I think it's, what do you think of her relationship with Joe? Because like, I understand privacy, but I mean, five years and we've barely seen any photos. I just feel like that they take it to such an extreme degree that it's like, of course, people would be suspicious. I just think, I do think it's 100% real. Like there's no way that it would be carried on for this long. And I think they're really dedicated to each other. I do think Taylor, I don't know, because that's the other thing I'm talking about. Like on the one hand, I think Taylor does value keeping certain things private. But on the other hand, she's really not opposed to flashing a lot of things out there. Like every time she throws a party, there's a million pictures about it. And I just feel like her mind is so manipulative and 25 steps ahead that I can't even, even as someone who imbibes so much pop culture, I can't get my mind around all of her strategic moves. Yeah. And it's almost, now this is, and I love Taylor to death, but this is just like a gut, you know, sometimes you just have like a gut instinct. It's like you with the boob job. Sometimes you just have a feeling. Um, I feel like, cause you're right. Taylor Swift is like, I'm going to do a flashy thing this, or I'm going to like make a huge stink about something if I want to. And her keeping her relationship private. We also know that she is a self-proclaimed vengeful, petty person, which like, I love that. She makes me lust after the concept of revenge. And I kind of feel like her not showing pictures of Joe is kind of her like punishing us for being so in her face with relationships and things like that. Like, I feel like she'll be like, oh yeah, here's my birthday party or here's X, Y, Z. But you guys, the fans, the public, the media gave me such hell for my relationships that like to teach you a little lesson, you're not going to get anything for five years, even though you want it. Like to me, it just feels strange because you're right. It's not like she's hiding all of these other parts of her life. Here's a photo of her with her friends. Here's her cats. Here's like all of this stuff. But we never get any airtime with Joe. And I just find it hard to believe that Joe would be such a secretive person that after five years, he's like, I still don't want like an ounce of a space in your life publicly. That completely tracks. I think it's revenge. It's her reputation tour 2.0, I guess, in that aspect. And I think Joe would love to be in the public eye more. I mean, he would benefit from, obviously he's getting a lot of prestigious movie roles, but I think there's nothing better than knowing, oh, Taylor Swift might show up to this red carpet. Yes, exactly. To hype up your movie. I don't know. So I, oh God, I just, I, I still, if I, if I go with my gut, I see an engagement coming before I see a breakup with Joe. Yeah. And you know what I think too, I would rather see an engagement um, because obviously I want Taylor Swift to be happy. I want the best for her. Um, But also like we've seen her be single for so long. Like I'm ready to see her be engaged. I'm ready to see her be married, to see her with kids. Like that's going to be so awesome to watch. Yeah. Agreed. Mm -hmm. What is, the best I don't know if you're gonna share this with me it might be too like under the table but what's the best gossip that you've gotten directly since you've blown up on TikTok and you have people sliding in and like giving you the download on things 
Okay, I'll tell you. <laughs> and this and this is um this is like influencer related. This isn't celebrity related, but it's like, well, it actually kind of is. I've heard from a couple people that Beep is hooking up with John Mayer. Shut the fuck. Well, he she, she's going on his show. I know. Oh, so it started to line up. 100 fucking percent she is. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Oh, I'm so jealous. I'm I so jealous. Like two weeks ago from someone and then I saw the show and I was like, okay, now that rumor has some legs to it. So hi, everyone. This is Bailey from the future. And as you will notice, I redacted the name of said influencer because we decided this needed to be more blind item like. But I have a feeling you little internet sluice will figure it out. Also, I apologize that I screamed. That was a genuine reaction. I apologize for any earbud wears. Okay, enjoy the rest of the episode. <laughs> I, I support you and I feel like you can change him for the better. <laughs> um, well, I don't think she can, to be fair. <laughs> but... I don't I don't think Jesus can. I don't exactly. think a whole vat of holy water could change John Mayer, but you know. Maybe she'll have a song written about her, though. He does have a sexy voice. A song written about her. I mean, think about the content she could make off that. Wow, that was really good juice. Thank you. Um, okay, this was a question I had asked you in my email, but do you have any theories on who... Wait, I should give some background to this because I don't really talk about the Call Her Daddy Girls a lot. I just did I did an episode on them right after they had their breakup. Um Obviously, the Call Her Daddy girls were Sophia Franklin and Alex Cooper, and I would watch their vlogs, and on one of their vlogs, they talked about leaving their vlog camera and filming to celeb- a celebrity and someone else having sex, and it was on their vlog camera. And as far as I know, they've never said who it was. And I was just wondering if you had theories, or can you just put that question out there to your followers? Because I'm sure someone knows. Yeah, you know what? I should put it out there. Part of me... Um... I'm thinking of starting like a subreddit for Fluently Forward. So then that way, like we can discuss like each podcast episode and different theories. And that would be a cool topic to have on there and have people try to guess because it is, you know, you see, you see this happen with Dumois or with NT and even with myself, like there's probably like, I don't know, over a hundred new DMs every day with like different things. So you kind of start to build a network and people slide in and they're like, I saw your TikTok video. I'm here to confirm X, Y, Z. Here are some receipts of it happening. And I'm like, I need to get an assistant because there's like so much good shit in here that like you just kind of start to build like a little network of things. And like everyone knows everyone. Like if you gather up 10 of your closest friends and you're like, tell me about a celebrity story you've had or a friend of yours who, you know, had an experience with a celebrity. It's like, we all have these experiences and then you put them together and it's like, holy shit, we kind of know a lot about XYZ person. So right. we'll see. Um, somebody did slide in and say that they auditioned, not auditioned, they interviewed to be Sophia's assistant for her new podcast show. And I was dying to know, I'm like, who is Sophia's boyfriend? Did you see him? And she's like, no, I didn't see. It was just like her and her cousin. And I was like, damn it. Cause that's what I want to know. Wait, she has a different ma- boyfriend that's not suit man? Well, some people are thinking because, and here's the thing here's what makes me think Dumois might be a little bit weird. We have basically discovered that he is suit man. Like we have seen little bits of his very recognizable jawline and her Instagram stories and references she's made. And she's still going on all of the nice vacations. So I'm pretty sure it has it's to be him. It's 100% him in my but opinion. But then there was a Dumois blind saying that Sophia was on vacation with a guy who had blonde hair. So then some people were like, did Suitman dye his hair blonde to like not be recognized? And then I'm like, 
I wonder if Sophia paid Dumas to put that blind in so people wouldn't think that it's Superman. I think either that, it was a fake, yeah, a fake item just from someone fucking around, or she brought like a gay best friend with her who has blonde hair. Yeah, because like, there's no way that I it couldn't not be Superman. Yeah, I really, I don't personally think so. But yeah. and on, honestly, I kind of like them together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we'll see. They've been together this long. I'm like, why not? Like, keep it going. The, I um, think it's almost like three years now. Yeah. These people who slide in, who, like, what industries are they in? Are they just random people? Some people work in PR. Some people, either themselves or their friends, work on movie sets. And this was something NT said a lot of, too. It's like if a celebrity is on a movie set, there's like 500 people who work on that movie set. You know, there's like the caterer, the makeup, the person holding the boom mic. So if an action happens or if they're cheating, there's like a bunch of people who are going to see that happen. And then sometimes it's people who like they met the person in New York or they met someone at a party or like they were flown out to see XYZ celebrity, things like that. Okay, so you've noted it's not like a really succinct pattern of who's reaching out to you. It's like really from all reaches of... Yeah, all, all walks of life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really want to ask you like a lot of personal questions about yourself. Like, I think it's so wild that you founded a nonprofit in Africa when you were 15 and you were <laughs> speaking at the White House when you were 17 years old. And like, why haven't you done TikToks on that? So that's like the virtuous stuff about me. So I try to hide that and keep it all nasty. <laughs> like it's not on brand. Yeah, it's not on brand to be doing volunteer work. <laughs> But how was it? Like, what, were you shitting your pants? I would have shit my pants if I was speaking at the White House. Yeah, it was. I think to myself all the time, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I peaked at 17 because um, it, it was also such a moment. Like, to me, now if I could go back in time, I would be like, oh, my God, I have so many questions to ask Michelle Obama. This is like, what an important moment. I'm here at the White House. Let me soak it in. But at the time, I was 17 and I was like, I'm going to steal these White House napkins. So I have a souvenir. I was just like, oh my God, I wish I could redo that moment. But like with the age and maturity that I have now, but it was really cool. It was a uh, high school was like a wild, wild ride. Um, and the nonprofit is still kicking to this day. So it's been around for like 13 years now. I love that. And also yeah. at 33, I would still have stolen the napkin. Like, for yeah, sure. I know, right? For sure. I'm like, maybe maybe if I could have gone back, I would have stolen the napkin and something else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and how old were you when you interned at the Colbert Report? Yeah, that was my um, going into my senior year of college. So how old are you then? You're 20? You're 20? Are we only 20? No, you're like 21, 22, 21. Well, I couldn't drink that summer. Oh, so okay. I must have okay. been 20. Okay, you must be like a young for your grade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I am. So um, I think that's that's how I determined it too. I'm like, I remember going to bars specifically where I knew they wouldn't card, so I couldn't have been 21. <laughs> Was there anything scandalous that happened while you were there? Not really. I mean, all I can say is like Stephen Colbert, he just seems like the nicest person. Like everyone who worked there had known him for so long, had the best things to say about him. It was really just kind of like a big family vibe on the set. Um, and I met Paul Rudd and he was like very, very handsome and his skin was flawless. So, yeah. Okay. So have you read blinds on either of them that have like tainted your opinion of them? 
No, there are some blinds on Stephen Colbert, but they're really all like QAnon conspiracy theory blinds that are like, he eats children's blood and like, blah, blah, blah. So like, I don't really consider that a blind item. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know. When I saw him, he was drinking orange juice and not blood, but you know, (laughs) maybe things changed. Okay. And I've also seen how you you got into improv when you were in college and you did a semester at Second City. Like, how did that come about that you got into improv? Yeah, I love improv. I used to teach improv for a couple years too. Have you ever taken an improv class? Hell no. I am like, I'm the biggest, (laughs) shyest introvert, like scaredy cat. Like I'm not funny. My family tells me all the time how I'm like the least funny person in my family. Like I, I could never. But see, it's such a misconception because the people who are the best at improv are people who listen. So like if you have like the class clown, they always think they're going to be the best at improv. And it's like, no, improv is all about connecting with someone, observing the scene. Like it's really more about conversation than it is about being funny. Because I think what people don't realize is that people don't just want to see jokes. Improv is more about like a scene. Like people would rather watch. It's kind of like, what would you rather watch? A Vine or a really good podcast. And it's like, no, you'd rather listen to a podcast because you do get entertainment from that. So anyway, um, I just grew up watching Whose Line Is It Anyway? And I just like <laughs> loved comedy. And I'm also inherently lazy. Like when I do my podcast, I don't have a script or anything. I just sit down and like record for an hour. So I just love improv because you don't have to do homework. You just show up, do your work, go home. That's it. You don't have to write jokes. You don't have to prep anything. That's what I like about it. Wait, I'm so impressed you don't have an outline. Like, how do you, I mean, you obviously do your research beforehand, right? And then. Yeah. Yeah. I like look at the blinds and I have them ready to read. Um, But then I just kind of in my head, I'll be like, oh, okay. Like all of these ones relate to drugs. So I'll do them at the same time or something like that. That's very impressive. As a fellow podcaster, like (laughs) I don't script it, but I definitely need an outline to like not like lose my fucking mind. Um... Yeah. The improv helps. (laughs) so have you done improv since you graduated from or do you graduate from second city or is it just yeah it was like a six month um comedy training program that I did kind of like a study abroad um so I graduated and then I did a little bit in New York but like obviously with COVID it's like been so weird but I think what I want to do in the city once like things get better is um I just want to volunteer for a school and like teach improv to like middle school and high school kids after class because I feel like that would be like a fun thing to do and also my new year's resolution was to volunteer more so oh I love that that's so cute I feel like kids doing improv like it's so limitless because they have such creativity and imagination and yeah well they're great at it because kids are always playing make-believe and that's why I love improv is you go up on the stage and it's like you know somebody will be like oh, hi, it's the balloon man who sells balloons. And you have to be like, that's me. I've got a new batch of balloons for you. And it's like the only time in your adult life you get to make believe. Like, remember when you were a kid and you would take a bath and you would be like, the faucet is a waterfall and the drain is a swamp. And like, you just don't get to activate those parts of your mind anymore the older you get. My conspiracy theory is that like, you know, life tries to kind of beat it out of us. But I think it's really fun to like be a kid again when you do improv. Oh, yeah. I totally played with the Power Ranger. Like, I had Power Ranger hand mitts, and I would go, like, make them talk. I still get made fun of for that in my family, and I was like, you know what? I was living life, so. It's fun. It's yeah. like, fun. like, that's the stuff that, like, makes life worth living. Okay, so I'm going to get into, like, we're, we're wrapping up now, so I just wanted to ask you about our segment, 
I think about this a lot. Do you have one to yes. share? Yes. I was trying to think because you were like, you know, something that you haven't said before. Because immediately I'm like, I think about Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss a lot. Like <laughs> I, I cannot stop thinking about them. But then something that I haven't talked about that is on my mind all the time. Did you watch Hannah Montana? Off and on. See, I'm a little older than you. So I feel like my mm -hmm. younger siblings watched it. So I would see parts okay. of it. So I'm generally well, familiar. So if you saw parts of it, did you ever see her brother on the show? Yeah. So he was like in his 30s when he was in the show, but he played like a 15 year old character. And I've just always been baffled by like these old actors and actresses in Hollywood who are playing like middle school or high school people, but they're actually in like their 30s and 40s. They just look really young. Like that's something I think about all the time. Yeah, well, it kind of gives me hope. I'm like, could I just have an acting career and like play? Could I be in Euphoria, guys? Like, I'll get as much Botox as needed. Like, I'm. That's a new way to look at it. I'm like, I need to find Hannah Montana's brother and actually have a child with him because his genes are superior and they will make my child be young forever. Okay, but I have to say, his name's Jackson, right? In the show. Jackson. Yeah, yeah, good memory. Okay, I think in the show, he looked kind of a little bit rode hard and left out to dry. So like, <laughs> I don't know if, like it was an odd casting choice for me. <laughs> I've never heard of that phrase before. Rode hard and left out to dry. No, you didn't spend enough time in Florida then clearly. <laughs> That's like my new favorite, rode hard and left out to dry. And that also like, that does describe him perfectly. Yeah. Well, again, I think really what I get from your I think about this a lot is that we should both audition to be on uh, high school TV shows. I think so, too. Right. And yeah. then, you know, the minute you put a backpack on and you're in the halls, you just will look younger. Yeah. That's, again, another thing to add. I'm getting a lot of things to add to my vision board, like being yeah. an extra in Euphoria is now going on there. There we go. Yeah. Put some <laughs> sparkles over your vision board and you'll be like, the sparkles mean Euphoria. Exactly. Those are already there. Don't worry. I'm a big glitter <laughs> girl. Um your legit shit to share with the crowd. Oh, wait, what was that? That's your favorite again? item. Sorry, sorry. Like your your item that you're loving right now or podcast or book or movie TV show. Okay, mine is mine is an action and it's literally so lame, but like I want to share it because it's helped me. <laughs> this is like this is so stupid. I'm like I'm so bad at being an influencer. I like don't even have anything to promote, <laughs> but I saw this hack online. You know, like when you get into a shower and the shower is so warm and it's cold outside and you don't want to go out because it's cold. Yeah, if of you course. take your hands and you like squeegee your body and you wipe the wetness off of it before you get out of the shower, you're not even cold when you get out. And it's like my new life hack and I do it all the time and I need to share it with people now. Do you have to squeegee your whole body or just the arms? Just like the arms, any, any place that there's droplets, just run your hands over it so that way there's less water on you. And then when you get out of the shower, you're not freezing cold. Okay, but what about your hair? Because my hair is just like sopping wet all down my entire body. Oh, yeah. Well, I only – most of the time I've got a shower cap on. so it's, I'm it's a big fan of a shower cap too, but – Love. Oh, you know what? I'll promote the shower cap. It's S-H-H-H hour cap, and it's like a $45 shower cap. Those like, are worth it? I'm sorry to cut you off. I was just like, I've been wondering. <laughs> it's only worth it because it looks kind of hot. And it's not like you're never going to look hot with a shower cap on. But most of them, you actually look like a fucked up troll. But this shower cap, you kind of look like an Equinox bitch. So like, that's why I have it. Because I'm like, one day my boyfriend's going to have to see me with my shower cap on. And like, I don't want to look like, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, because I have the cheapo ones. Like, I don't yes. even know where I get them. Where you Puffy. look like you're baking a puff pastry, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not cute, but I love my sister, so I'm like, you can deal with it. Exactly. But, yeah, if I had a boyfriend, I'm getting the shower cap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, you know what? You get the boyfriend to buy the shower cap for you, and you're like, trust me, this is a gift for both of us. <laughs> there we go. Those are amazing legit shits. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, what's your legit shit? Oh, Okay, this is actually a fun one. So I um, was going out with my friends last weekend and my birthday is December 28th. So I never like really get to celebrate it with my friends, which is fine. I celebrate with my family. It's like very fun. Happy birthday, by the way. Oh, thank you. We'll just go out. We're going to put glitter on. I saw a TikTok from this girl I'm obsessed with now. She's trans. How do you know her? Her name's like Amira, like E-M-I-R-A. She's so beautiful do makeup and say that she's going out to like scam men out of money yeah and she says cunty barbies a lot and she's like i'm gonna glower okay you have to find her amira is her name she's so fun and literally like three hours before i'm about to go out this night she does this tiktok about this glitter spray and i realized so i like google the glitter spray they have it at sally's beauty and i find out that sally's beauty has two dollar two hour delivery so i pay ten dollars to get Sally's to deliver this glitter spray to me, which is called Eva NYC Glitter Queen Spray, I believe. I'll make sure it's linked correctly in the show notes. It's amazing. I don't know if that's – I having watched you for a while, I don't think your vibe is like put glitter all over your entire body. Well, also the two-hour the two delivery is 100% my, my vibe. I was so shocked. I was like all those times I've gone out to like buy myself hair dye, I could have just – had two-hour delivery to my house yeah groundbreaking glitter spray also groundbreaking it smelled good it looked so cool it it showered off super easily Ooh, i like that because i mean i do love getting that i like if there's a costume party i like going 110 percent hard into it so i'm gonna keep yeah. that in mind okay yeah glitter queen oh <laughs> yeah okay and where can everyone find you i know the answer to this but Every every single place I am fluently forward and it is one word not two. Even though sometimes I think about rebranding and making it two words, but right now it's just one, fluently forward. I like the one word. So Thanks. of course we will link her in the show notes and thank you again, Shannon, so much for coming on. I had yeah, so much for fun. Me. It's fun to chat. <laughs> Breaking news that MGK and Megan Fox are engaged. I'm sure that was a plot point that uh, literally everyone saw coming. I just am pretty thrilled to see their wedding. I think it's going to be freaky deaky. Just had to get that little breaking news in there for you guys. Thank you again to Shannon for coming on. Make sure you follow her podcast, her on TikTok, her on Instagram, show her some love. And as usual, you know, I would love a review on Apple podcast or Spotify, or just for you to share this podcast with a friend and subscribe if you enjoyed. Thank you. Bye.